Okay, it's Toby from Heavyweight MMA. Today with MMA fighter Michael Manu. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Toby. Thanks for having me on. Man, uh, the first thing that springs to mind when I see you is the, your last fight. I'm sure you've had to talk to a lot of people about it, but Emrahan Hekamoglu, bro. Uh, fighting him, it was a pretty good one, man. It's good to see the good guy win, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought that's where um, this interview might start. Um, yeah, it was it was good to get the win. Um, and yeah, just after all the lead up and, and get lots of new fans. So it's, um, yeah, put me in a good position for this one. Uh, have another good performance here, another good win. Uh, hopefully you get the finish this time and, yeah, we'll just keep skyrocketing up. Yeah, bro. So that, that uh, Emrahan one, bro, the only problem which I think you've kind of alluded to in one of the interviews I listened to is that you would have liked to have got a finish, right? You would have liked to have taken it that one step further and got a finish, yeah? Yeah. Look, I would have, I would have rather had a late finish like if I got him out there really early and I didn't have the chance to kind of like let him wear his steam out and and break him because he, he talked a lot about um how I have no mentality and how he's going to be too strong for me and he's going to break me with the wrestling so I'm I'm glad I got to show like the wrestling and the top game and to to wear him down over the fight um as opposed to a first round finish but yeah if I could put it on the gas a bit and, and got him out of there late, um, it would have, yeah, topped it off perfectly. To be honest, bro, I was actually pretty impressed with his two minutes of effort that he put in before he got worn out. I thought he was doing pretty good. Like, because I, I don't know, I'd, I I had my doubts, man. And he, he showed that he's a fighter. He's good, but he's just, uh, you just uh, eventually ran over him with your, you know, continuous pursuit of the win, bro, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, look, he, he has some wrestling skills and grappling skills. And, you, um, you know, prior to my fight, he was uh, on, on a three-fight win streak. I think they were all first-round finishes. So, kind of, he just comes out hard from the gate and, and tries to use his grappling and, and look for the finish. Um, and, yeah, I was prepared for it. Um, he, he couldn't run through me like the other guys. And then he was he was stuck in a real fight. Yeah, I, I, when I first saw him come onto the scene, I looked him up, and you look up photos, and he back in the old days, he looked like uh, Elvis or something. He had like this cool Elvis haircut, no beard, looked sweet, man, and winning some arm wrestling championships and stuff. And then he turned into comes up, bro, and then uh, you know all the mountain man <laughs> stuff came out. So it was, you know, it's good to see him humbled. Let's hope he comes back stronger. Uh, we'll see how we go. Yep. Yeah. All right, bro. So moving on to your fight coming up, bro. Um, obviously, it's a big one. We've got Hex Fight Series 29, 2nd of March against Colby Thickness at Bantamweight, man. It's a it's a good fight, man. Two strong fighters. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fight that um, really excites me uh, when I had the offer. Um, yeah, because I know an opponent like this is, is going to make me bring all my skills out. Um is obviously a, a very like promising up and comer. He's got a lot of hype, uh, and and you know rightfully so. So if I can go out there, show all my skills, and and put on a, a good performance, uh, I'm, I'm going to take all, all the hype, and that's the plan. 
Yeah, man. I mean, people have been talking about Colby for a long time, you know. Um, that is a, p a potential star, you know, in the making. Training, obviously, at a freestyle MMA with a lot of good guys, including Volk himself, one of his main training partners. So we're expecting a lot. People are expecting a lot from Colby, you know. So it's up to you, I guess, to try and stop the hype train, right? And again, take some more followers. Yeah, that's it. Like, the way... I kind of like see this fight in my head is is yeah like one of the the biggest up and comers uh, in the scene fighting like uh, the the biggest dark horse in the scene. That's how I see myself. So um, yeah, put a good performance on here. Like now people are, are starting to uh, recognize me in, in the scene, but really a, a good win here is is what's going to get all all the eyes onto me. The, the good thing about this fight, man, two highly skilled guys, you know, and both the uh, nice guys too, man. Like uh, the personality is a good man. Like it's not going to be someone being a full wanker this time. So you can, uh, you know, we can we can kind of have a skill display, you know, between you two guys rather than thinking about like all this other sh bullshit again, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good to just have the have our skills do the talking, for sure, for sure. That's it. How do you see Colby as an opponent, bro? Like, what do you think are his kind of strengths and, and weaknesses? Um, I'd say his, his grappling's, uh, very strong overall and it's, it's very diverse. Um, so, you know, some people, they're very good wrestlers. Maybe their jujitsu's not super good or maybe their jitsu's good, their wrestling's like his good MMA specific grappling on the cage with his ground and pound, his jujitsu's good. He's, um, and his wrestling's good. So his, his grappling's good. And he's kind of got a high pace style and, and grinds with the grappling. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I'd say his, his, his strengths are. His striking is quite good as well, and he he mixes his striking in well with his with his grappling game. So he he will like fake the takedown and set up his strikes. Uh, he'll use his, his like footwork, bait people in, and and, and mix up uh, with the with the shoots. Um, and it needs a strike and to set up his shoots as well. So good, um, yeah, he's a very solid fighter. Um, in terms of weaknesses, obviously, like, I've got game plan stuff I'm not really going to give away, but he has been hit um, in, in his past fights. Um, he has had some ad adversity, um, and, yeah, I think I can capitalize on, uh, on the weaknesses and, and any cracks in the armor I'll uh, exploit. Yeah, true, man. Uh, what do you think about, like, a, in the stand-up, bro, I would say you're slightly more orthodox. Um, I would say um, Colby's a little bit more unorthodox. The angle he cuts and, and the, the shots he, shot selection's a little bit different than your orthodox, um, you know, fighter. What do you think? Yeah, he, he moves his feet. He does move his feet a lot. And, um, yeah, kind of moves his feet and gets people to chase and then he'll, he'll, he'll change up and he'll come forward with a combination or, or then he'll he'll shoot. So he's, yeah, he's, he's got a few tricks with the, with the footwork. Um, and, you know, he hasn't fought in in a year or so as well. And and I know he, he would have been adding some new things. So, um, But I'm not too interested in seeing what he's going to do. I'm, I'm there to impose my, my will and my, my game plan and my skills as well. That, that's got to be something too, right? Like, I, from memory, I can't remember exactly, but I think Colby hasn't fought, was it the end of 22 or something? So it's been quite a quite a while, at least a year, man, that he hasn't fought, right? But, yeah, uh, so that's I think it was right, right. 
yeah, fortunately for me, um, I've been able to stay active. Um, and I've had two, two fights that have gone the distance as well. My, my last two. And, um, I've been fighting like every three months for the last two hex shows, fighting on this one and just racking up um, fight experience. Again, I would have loved the, the, the finish in these fights, um, but the the positive is I've had uh, 30 minutes cage experience uh, in the last few months. The fight feeling's fresh. A three-round fight feels fresh. So, um, yeah, I'm very confident going in there that um, I'll feel – real comfortable in there in the fight nice nice man the other fight before that you mentioned that was with shane parker right how was that fight it was a pretty close one right yeah it, it was it was pretty close um that was my first fight uh i had uh after a year year layoff um coming off a loss i felt a lot of pressure in the fight if i'm honest uh, mentally going into the fight it's probably the worst i've ever felt uh, going into a pro fight, um, so in uh, in some ways I'm I'm kind of pr- proud of myself considering how I felt going in. I was able to like dig in and find the win. I was a bit timid in the first round, but I think I definitely took rounds two and three, um, and yeah, did did what I had to do to win. Then the the Emran fight brought out a bit more of my skills, and now this fight we're gonna see. Uh, me bring out even more skills again and uh, just getting comfortable in, in the cage getting that cage experience um yeah it's it's about trying to bring what you do in the gym into the into the fight and if i can do that um yeah i'm i reckon i'll, I'll uh, put on a real impressive performance and get a real impressive win yeah man hey you mentioned mental mental edge or, or mental issues getting into that shane parker fight what are you referring to in what sort of way um, I just felt like very like unfamiliar being being in a fight again. Um, obviously, like have hard sparring uh, in in the training prep for the fights um, to, to kind of you know get you get you acclimated to to the fight feeling. But even even with that, it just it felt very it felt very foreign, felt very strange. I actually felt very good that that whole week. And then I was driving to the venue, and yeah, I was—I just felt, yeah, like terrible. Like it felt like the fight was just so foreign. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, uh, I pulled it together. I was able to get the win. Um, and now, yeah, I fought thirty minutes since. Um, been been active. Been on the yeah the last two hex shows, so it's all it's all feeling good now. Nice, that's good, man. It's good to hear. I mean, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or the more, the more comfortable frequent, I'll be in there. It's all right yeah, if it's yeah. not easy. It's right yeah. if it's not easy, but um, I'm, I'm familiar, like I'm switched on. I, I know what I'm doing yeah. in there. Yeah, good, good. Man, I wanted to ask uh, about your background a bit and your start as well. Um, I couldn't find anything on it. So your, your name firstly, bro, Manu, where's that name from? Manu, uh, so it's it's made up, so it throws a lot of people off. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm half uh, Macedonian, half Maltese. So the Manu is uh, my dad's side. All the other relatives on my dad's side is Manov. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so okay, okay. half Macedonian, half Maltese. It's my background. Oh, okay. Nice, bro. Mixed up. So how did you how did you kick off uh, in fighting, bro? Like, when was your first step into any sort of combat sports? 
Uh, Growing up, um, I just did martial arts, but like self-defense. I was doing karate um, and my karate coach, uh, Neil, he's he's actually a purple belt at Dominance where I train now. And um, he did a little bit of boxing, kickboxing. Um, So he kind of, he teach me karate, but he'd also show a bit of jiu-jitsu, a bit of boxing, kickboxing. And I did, and I trained with him just, yeah, throughout childhood, um, from year four to year 11. My parents took me out in year 12 to, to focus on studies. Um, and then as soon as I finished high school, I went just to training dominance at full time um, with the intention of, of fighting. Um, yeah. I was watching UFC a lot growing up, and it was yeah, it was something I wanted to do, be a fighter since I was about 13. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, went to went to Dominance, started just training like double sessions every day. And, um, yeah, went, went straight into fighting, had my amateur debut when I was 18, had, had four amateur fights and then turned pro when I was 20. And now, um, obviously, there was the lockdowns, which kind of took a few years off. But, yeah, 10 fights into my pro career now going to my 11th um so yeah feeling good lots of experience now um and yeah i think it's my time to to have a real run of this sport try my hardest with it yeah so how's your training broken down between like stand up bjj wrestling do you break it down or you just train specific mma um so both so i'll do uh with my with my coach trail or do like MMA specific drills, MMA, um, striking drills, like MMA grappling. I do jujitsu a lot of dominance. Um, it's a very strong jujitsu team. So I get a lot of jujitsu there. Um, do wrestling there, do wrestling privates with the coach. Um, and I do my pad work. Um, and then yeah, strength and conditioning or do twice a week. Yep. I do some sprints as well. So um, it's funny with MMA, I always say like just to tick all the boxes off, you, you got to be overtraining basically because yeah. there's so many things you need to do. You need to get your pad work in, your strength and conditioning, and you need to do enough of it as well. Like if you're doing yeah. jiu-jitsu once a week or you're uh, doing strength and conditioning once a week, you're not going to get any gains from it. So you need to be doing these things multiple times a week, and then you need to be doing so, ma- so many different things to MMA where yeah, you, you're just going to be training um, day in, day out, like hours, hours on end. So, yeah, but yeah, I love crazy, it. Right? The, the requirements are crazy and just the pressure, the pressure on your guys' bodies, bro, just to pump out multiple sessions day to day, every single day, sometimes get a bit of a rest, but generally, you know, six to seven days a week. It's just, it's hectic. Like there, there's so much chance of injury and failure and everything, bro. It's just a pressure job, man. Yeah. And yeah, you see it a lot. Like, man, how many, how many fights uh, get pulled because people get injured? Because it's, yeah, it's just, it's just brutal what you got to do to, um, yeah, improve and, and train enough to, to compete in the sport. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. And you hear most uh, you know top level fighters saying they never go into a fight without some sort of injury, even if it's just a small one. They have yeah. something, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's the thing. One. And and whenever I get little things, I uh, train for a fight, um, and you know, you you start getting a bit 
like on edge about it, a bit anxious about it, I just like remind myself they they they're going through all the same thing. Like they have a sore toe, whatever sore knee. Like yeah. it, it happens to everyone, and it, and if they don't, they're not training hard enough. So yeah, um, yeah, it's something that yeah you just kind of have to manage and. Obviously, like you got to you got to train smart as well, um, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, injury prevention you can do just by training smart and yeah. um, having your body conditioned enough. But yeah, part of it is always going to be little little injuries, and um, yeah, you just got to manage it, be on top of it, and and know like your opponents has to deal with the same thing. All those talking about recovery, bro. Everyone's got different things they do nowadays: sauna, ice bath sleep everything yeah what's your the keys to to recovery yeah well actually my my housemate just got a little um ice bath over christmas so i've been using that a bit uh for recovery yeah. so that's that's been helping um yeah I'll, I'll go yeah get massages uh sometimes i'll do like float tanks as well um yeah. which i only started doing uh when i came back and and, and had the the parker fight and um, yeah, yeah I, I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll get one in before this fight, even over the weekend. Nice, nice, bro. Um, Dominance, your gym that you're at, man. Can you tell us about Dominance? What's it like as a gym? What does it have? Like, what's the sort of feeling in there? The vibe, and what what do they focus on? Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, Dominance. It's a, it's a pretty like big like pretty established gym in melbourne especially like for the jiu-jitsu in particular um yeah, yeah we our, our competition team that we always do good we always place amongst the highest ones um in like the big competitions um and we got some amateurs coming up so i actually coach um at dominance as well so yeah. I, I help run the mma program there um, actually, I have some amateurs fighting tomorrow on the Ascension, so I'm going to go corner for that. Um, the MMA's picking up, so that the amateur team's growing. Um, we had a lot of guys in there last last year, but we're going to have a lot more this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah keen to see how these guys go. So the, the team's really picking up MMA wise, and and for years the the jitsu's just been like very high level. Bro, speaking of jiu-jitsu, what happened with those dasas, bro, with uh, Hikamoglu? Why we didn't see a finish with the dasas, bro? You, you look yeah, like that. Okay. I'm, I'm not skilled enough to know what was the inches that we had to change to get those chokes. Yeah, so the, the first one was was very tight. I had his his smaller arm in there. And the, the dasa, the head arm choke, his shoulders cutting off one of his one of his arteries, and the 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 bony part of my wrist is, is cutting off the other artery, but because his his arm was was small and the, the shoulder was small, it, it gave him space in that in that lock where he yeah. can get a bit of air. So I I couldn't I couldn't put him to sleep. I think having the dust on that side, and then the one I had in the second round, I had on the on the on the big arm, and I'm like, all right, I got this, and I thought. So I get dasas heaps in training. It's it's what I'm, what I'm known for. Like I'll, yeah. I'll get everyone with it. There's people better than me in the gym. They might be able to sum me with like ten different things, but I can always have that chance of getting them with the das. Um, 
And the, the second time I had it in, and I, I always thought in MMA, uh, it'll be good getting a dust near the cage because usually the defense, people start walking away from you because yeah. you're trying to walk in close and get your hips close to their hips and, and crunch them up. And they're trying to walk away. And I thought, okay, well, if the cage is there, it's going to block him from being able to walk away from me. Yeah. But um, I had the dust in, and Emran, he, he climbed up the cage with his feet to get yeah. back to his knees. Um, and then I lost the angle on it, so I bailed on it and, and spun around like to the side of Turtle. So I think, yeah. Um, yeah, I need to watch out for the cage climb and, and if my opponents have a a skinnier arm to, to defend the dart. So I think maybe trying to go for the dart and mounting with it, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. The MMA will probably be best. Um, yeah. How was it, bro? Like, you, did your arms gas out? Because you're holding the first one, especially for a long time, right? On the first one, it did. Yeah, on the first one, it did. Um, the second one, I kind of I bailed on it. When he came up to his knees, I bailed on it because I knew, I felt the angle change and I knew I'm, I'm going to have to go, like, switch my attack up now. Like, if I just put juice into this squeeze, I'm going to squeeze my arms out again. Um, yeah. Yeah, the first one, it's funny. Then my... But my kicks were faster than my my punches after my arms are squeezed out. Yeah. It's like my it's arms like are tired, but fitness-wise, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fitness-wise and like leg-wise, everything felt good, but my arms yeah. were like just dead for a little bit. Um, yeah. But you look yeah, pretty so, good afterwards, man. I mean, you went for the second one, so it shows you recovery is good. Yeah. 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 And, bro, um, I heard you mention about Aaron Toe as a potential opponent in New Zealand, bro. That's a big call. I think he struggles to get people that actually want to fight him. So I'm sure he'd be happy to hear the challenge. Yeah, yeah, cool. So um, that'd be good. Obviously, the, the way what I'm seeing right now is is this fight, win this fight. Um, it's number one contender's fight. I get a shot at the belt next, um, the, the winner of Haddon and, and Luger. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking it one fight at a time. After I do that, get the belt, and then and then we'll we'll go from there. But, yeah, there's lots of exciting fights uh, to make. The, and the, the New Zealand scene is is um, is strong as well, and, and people don't really realize. That's why I think it's good Hex, Hex is going there for the next event. Um, yeah. Just the, the Australian-New Zealand scene since the lockdowns is – is yeah, just full of talent, and um, it's it's interesting to see not even just my div, but the other divs just watching the contenders like rise and fall, and, and seeing how everything plays out. It's awesome. Yeah, bro. If you were to, uh, it sounds like it's not really in this in the picture now, but if you went over like you were saying before, like straight away into that New Zealand card, it'd be hectic. The the crowd there will be full full Aaron Toe supporters, bro. He'd be doing his uh, haka as he comes out or something. There'd be this hectic. Uh, adversity to face the crowd, bro. But it'd be fun. It'd be fun, you know. Yeah. 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 Look, I'm no, I'm no stranger to, um, yeah, hostile crowds. I had my my first. I had most most of my profiles actually interstate. Obviously, like yeah. now this fight on Hex and the last two, uh, all in Melbourne, which is which is good. But prior to this, I only had one profile in Melbourne. I fought in Perth twice versus the hometown guys. I fought in Brisbane versus a hometown guy, and I fought in Adelaide three times yeah. versus a hometown guy. So now it's it's actually like when I f hear the crowd cheering for me, it's like and hearing people like familiar people supporting me in the crowd, it feels it feels weird. 
because I'm just used to um, used to the hostile crowds. But yeah, yeah. I'll be getting more used to it. Um, so, do, you yeah. hear much, bro? do you hear much from the crowd? Because uh, I remember like back in the day, bro, hearing like people I knew when they yell something, I can pick out their voice amongst the crowd, bro. <laughs> do you hear much? Yeah, like when I'm when I'm walking out, I can. In in the um, in the cage, all I can really hear is like my corner and, and their corner, and then like the ref. Second um, uh, of March Hex Fight Series twenty nine versus Colby Thickness, man. Uh, what's your prediction for the fight? Uh, my prediction is it's a it's a loose prediction, uh, but it's me getting the finish and me putting impressive performance from start to end and ending it with a finish, whether it's on the feet or on the ground. Nice, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I've got to sit on the fence on this one. I've, I've known Colby for some time. You both seem like nice guys, so I just look forward to a good fight, man, but I'll be supporting from over here in Macau, China. Thanks for your time, bro. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. appreciate the chat. I hope you yeah. enjoy the fight. Cool. I will do, bro. Thanks, man.